Welcome to the Grace Community Baptist Church Podcast. Following Jesus together is our motto. That is why we are proud to present Pastor Brandon Bullock online for all to enjoy. John chapter 1 uh, with me uh, this morning. And I'd also like you to find John, uh, John chapter 20. All right, John chapter 1, John chapter 20. We started in John chapter 20 last week, and we kind of went a different direction with this. Um, so we're going to start in John chapter 20 this week and uh, see where the Lord leads us this week. All right, John chapter 20 and John chapter 1. Last week we were in John chapter 20 and 1 John chapter 1. Uh, and this week I want John chapter 20 and the gospel of John uh, chapter 1. All right? Uh, I just want to read... Uh, verse number 30 and 31 of John chapter 20, just to get us started. And we're eventually going to settle into John chapter 1. Uh, so, so John chapter 20, verse number 30. Are we there? I still hear some Bible pages ruffling. The, the beautiful sound of Bible pages turning. It's one of my favorite sounds in all of the world. There one preacher preaching. He was, I forget what he was teaching on it. And he said to his congregation, he, he said, I'm going to ask you to turn to a lot of Bible passages this morning, and I don't even feel sorry for it. So uh, we're, we're probably going to do that today. We're going to be all over the place. I, I, I've told people that I have spiritual ADD. All right, I, uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be going down a certain course, a certain track, and then I see something bright and shiny, and I, I follow it. So, so, so bear with me. John chapter 20, verse number 30, uh, where... where, where John chapter 20, verse number 30, where uh, John writes, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, uh, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you might believe, and that, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. God, thank you that your word is true, Lord, that we can trust it. And Father, thank you that your word is living and active. And God, we ask that, that it would be exactly that this morning, living and active in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, I, I pray that, that this morning as we look into your word that you would give us exactly what we need. And Father, help us as we look into your word to see a living, risen Savior, a Lord who has power to save, and power to deliver, power to rescue from whatever we are going through. Father, thank you for this awesome privilege that you've given me to, uh, to minister your word. Lord, I confess my own inadequacy. Lord, I am so unfit for this task. And Lord, I want to be a blessing, a help to your people this morning. But Lord, I know on my own, I can't do that. Lord, the only way that's possible is if you take me and, 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 and pick me up in your hands, Father, and and then fill me with your spirit and move me and use me and guide me. And Lord, this labor must not be in the flesh, but in the spirit. So Father, help me this morning. Love, minister through me. Touch hearts and lives. And Lord, I pray that as your word goes forth, uh, Lord, that, that, that would, it would find a lodging place in each of our hearts and minds. And Lord, that we would meditate upon your word and that it would bring forth fruit in our lives. Grant us understanding, and guide us, teach us, 
be glorified in this time together. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I have a confession uh, to make this morning, all right? How many of you like confessions? I have a confession to make this morning. I love Jesus. Amen. In fact, I am absolutely 100% crazy about Jesus. I love him so much that, 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 that every day I want to learn something. I want to find out more. I want to dig deeper and deeper and deeper into his word. I, I want to draw closer and closer and closer unto him. I want to know as much about him as I can. And, and it floors me that, that one of these days, I'm going to get to go live with him forever and I'm, I'm going to, to, to know as I am known. There's not going to be any more mysteries, right? And we're, we're going to know as we are known. That being said, while I'm here, I, I want to know as much as I can, right? I want to dig as deep as I can. I want to go as far as I can in my walk and in, in my relationship uh, with the Lord. All right? That brings us to, to where we started this morning, book of John, chapter 20, and, and I trust that you have a marker or something in John chapter uh, number 1. Uh, John writes the gospel of John, and in doing so, he paints us a picture of who Jesus is, okay? He, 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 he paints us a picture of, of Jesus being the Son of God, all right? That's the picture that he paints for us. I love John chapter 20, verse number 31, because you read through uh, the Gospel of John, and you say, John, why did you write this book, all right? There's three other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Why did you write the book of John? And John answers that question for us in verse number 31, where he says, but these are written that what? That we might believe, that we might believe what truth? That Jesus is who? Yeah, that Jesus is the Christ, that he's the Son of God, that he is the answer, that the, he is our hope, he is the Messiah. So, so he's writing this book so that we might know him. He's writing this book so that we might believe, and that by believing, what will we get in return? Everlasting life, right? You see that? And that believing, you might have life through his name. I believe that... There is no true life apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to eventually get there in John chapter 1. Um, but, but, but John writes, I wrote this book. I, I, I wrote all of these things about Jesus so that you might know him. So that you might believe upon him that he is the Christ, the Son of God. That by believing, uh, you might have life and, and that life everlasting. All right. The Bible consists of four different gospels. How many of you know what they are? What's the first one? Then what? Then what? Then what? All right, yeah. Why are there four Gospels? Let's say myself and, and Harvey and, and Randy and, and, and Tony, let's say we all witnessed an accident right outside uh, the street here. Cars were flying down the road going 25 miles an hour, and, and they ran into a stop sign. I only got one chuckle out of that. She's used to it ran into a stop sign, and, and, and we're all asked to write a statement about what happened, right? Let's say I write out my statement, and, and Harvey writes out his statement, and Randy writes out his statement, and, and Tony writes out his statement. Now, mine might be a little longer than, than somebody else's. Uh, uh, Harvey's might be a little bit more in-depth. 
Randy might focus on different details than, than any of us. Tony might focus on, focus on different details than any of the others as well. Will they all be true? I hope so, right? I hope so. Um, but just because things aren't 100% the same doesn't mean that one is not true. Does that make sense? We all witness the same accident. We focus on different details uh, based upon what our personalities are, based upon what caught our, our attention. I'll give you an example. You read through the book of Luke and you read uh, of the event of um, Jesus being in the garden and, and he was in such distress that he sweat as it were drops of blood, the Bible says. That's the only gospel you'll find that in. And to me, what's, what's interesting about that is Luke was a physician. So Luke, in, in writing about the life of Jesus, that would catch his attention because he's a physician, right? So, wow, what's that all about? So he to record that, all right? Each gospel was different, written to a different audience for a different purpose. And here John tells us that his purpose was to show us that Jesus was who? Son of God. I want to expand uh, our, 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 our idea. I want to expand our image. I want to, to just completely blow up our view of who Jesus is. Okay, He is so much more uh, than this little tiny God that, 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 that you carry around or you wear on a necklace or, 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 or you keep in a book or, or whatever. He's so much bigger uh, than that. Okay, Jesus is the Son of God. In fact, we're, we're going to jump over to John chapter 1 where, where, where John teaches us that Jesus is God incarnate in the flesh, okay? So he's so much bigger than, than, than just this ordinary human being that did, did these really good things and paid a really high price uh, for our sins. He is God, okay? I think sometimes our, our Christian life is so small and our faith is so small Things that we attempt for Jesus are so small because our view of who Jesus is is so small. So I want you to, to, to focus on this truth this morning that Jesus is God. Say that with me. Jesus is God. Amen? Let's check it out. John chapter 1 with me. Remember, John wrote this so that we might believe these truths and that when we believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that is the Christ, the Son of God, the Bible says that we have everlasting life. I love the story of, uh, of Paul and, and witnessing to the Philippian jailer. Um, and, 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 and the jailer says, Sirs, what must I do to have, uh, what must I do to be saved? And, and Paul responds by saying, well, if you come with us to church and you give in the offering and, and you become a member and you get baptized, and, and, and you go on missions trips, then, then, and only then, will you have eternal life. Is that what he said? How many of you know those are good things? Amen? Amen? I am all about church membership. I am all about baptism. I am all about giving in the offering. I am all about missions trips. I am all about service. But listen, it's only believing. It's only faith that gets us into a relationship with Jesus Christ. It gives us life everlasting in him. And that is the, the, the point that John is trying to make as he writes this book. He wants to reveal that Jesus is the Son of God. So he begins his book, John chapter 1, by, by telling us right out in front who Jesus is. Can I tell you, that is the most important question that any human being 
will ever answer. Who is Jesus? And it's a question that every single one of us has to answer for ourselves. You see, just because I have trusted Jesus Christ as, as, as my Savior doesn't mean my children don't have to answer that question for themselves, right? Or just because my parents have trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior doesn't mean I don't have to answer that question for myself. This is a question that all of us have to answer for ourselves. I love when Jesus uh, uh, approached his disciples and he said to them, Who do men say that I am? And, and they went through this list. Well, some say, say you're this person. Some say you're this person. Some say you're this person. Right? Many says, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter speaks up and spoke up and says, we believe that you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he answered that question right on the head. That, that is the, 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 the answer that we all have to come to. All right? And that's why John wrote this book. So that we might come to the conclusion that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that we believe that, that, that he is exactly that. And by believing, we might have life <coughs> everlasting. So who is Jesus? Well, John, right, right in the beginning, kind of blows up our view a little bit. All right, follow with me. In the beginning, what other book of the Bible? Genesis, yeah. He, he's pointing us right back to, to the beginning of creation. He says, in the beginning was the Word. Who is that? The, the word is a title that John uses for Jesus, okay? You'll find it throughout his writings, throughout the book of John. You'll also find it in his epistles, especially in 1 John. The title that John uses for Jesus Christ. So, so, so he says, in the beginning was the word, or, or Jesus was in the beginning, okay? And the word was with God. Okay, you're reading along, say, all right, Jesus uh, was in the beginning with God. That makes sense if he's eternal, Right? But, but then he says, and the word was what? He was God. He, he was not just in the beginning with God. He was God. Okay? He was God. The same was in the beginning with God. As we begin to answer this question of who is Jesus, we look at first that he is eternal. He has no beginning. He has no ending. He is everlasting. Okay? He always is. He always was, and he always will be. Turn over Revelation with me, chapter 1. Jesus is eternal, okay? John chapter 1, in verse number 8. John chapter 1, verse number 8. Jesus says, or Revelation, written by John as well. All right? Written by John as well. Cover my back there. Revelation chapter 1, verse number 8. Jesus says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. He's everlasting. He's eternal. He says in the book of John, he says, before Abraham was, I am. I am is the title that, that, that God told, told Moses to take to Pharaoh, said, who, who, and, and to, to his people, who, who sent you? What's his name? And he says, I am. Tell him, I am has sent you. The self-existing, eternal God. That's who Jesus is. 
Jesus is eternal. Jesus is God. Go back to John chapter 1. You see, Jesus is more than just a good teacher. Jesus is more than a prophet. Jesus is more uh, than a stand-up citizen, okay? Some religions try to minimize who Jesus was to simply that, a prophet and a teacher. And that is what the Muslims teach, that Jesus was a prophet and Jesus was a good teacher, but he was not the Messiah. He was not the Son of God. But listen, John addresses this right from the beginning. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So Jesus is eternal. Jesus is God. Now notice with me, Jesus uh, is creative. He, he created all things, right? He's creative. He created me. you got to be somewhat creative, somewhat creative to create me. Verse 3, all things were made by who? Him. Yeah. All things were made by him, and in fact, the Bible says, and without him was not anything made that was made. You go back to the book of Genesis, how did God create everything? How did God create everything? The Bible says, God said, let there be light. God said this. God said that. So he created everything through his spoken word. Who is the word of God? Jesus Christ. You, you, you catch that? All things were made by him, through him, and for him. Okay? And the Bible says that without him was not anything made that was made. How many of you know atheists? People that don't believe in God at all. And, 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 and the truth that they will try to argue, and, and they won't say it this way, but next time you, you're talking to one, I don't want you to argue. Arguing never, never accomplishes anything. But if you can have a, 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 a calm, collected discussion, I want you to ask your, your friends that don't believe in God, I want you to ask them this question. So you believe that nothing produced everything. And ultimately, if you don't believe in God, that's what you believe, that nothing produced everything. You'll, you'll get them kind of backtracking a little bit on, on, on what they believe about evolution or, or, or creation. You, you'll, you'll get them to, to say, well, well, I believe that, 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 that something guided this. All right, the Bible teaches that something is, is God. God created everything. And, and, and the Bible says in verse 3, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made. That was made. All right. Jesus is eternal. Jesus is God. Jesus is the creator of everything that is. Everything was created by him. Everything was created through him. Everything was created for him. And in fact, not only did he create everything, you'll read in Colossians, that he holds everything together. Amen? The Bible says that, that by him all things consist. I love, again, what it says in the book of Revelation where Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. All right, I picture that as two bookends. He's Alpha, the beginning. He's Omega, the ending. What do these bookends do? They hold everything in place right in the middle. That's who Jesus is. By him all things consist. Verse number four, not only is he eternal. How many of you see that, that he's eternal? How many of you see that he is God? Right, you see that in God's word, you see that he's God. Amen? 
You see that he is the creator of all things. Verse number three. You see that with me? Now notice with me, not only is he all of these things, but he is life. He is life. Verse number four. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. I began our message by saying that I believe that there is no true life apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is the one that breathes life into every human being that enters into this world. Without him, not one of us would be here today. He is life. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse 5, and the light shineth in the darkness. Not only is he life, but he's light as well. He's light. Here, light represents holiness. It represents uh, righteousness. It, 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 it represents moral purity. It, it represents everything that God is. Remember the Bible says in the book of 1 John that, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. So, so Jesus, who is 100% pure light, came beaming, shining His light into this dark world. And what happened? What happened? Verse number 5, what's it go on to say? The darkness comprehended it not. How many of you know when you read through the Gospels, you read that people didn't get why Jesus came. They didn't get who he was. They, they didn't really understand. They understood that, that people were being healed. They understood that people were being fed. They understood those things, but even his own followers, his own disciples, didn't completely get it uh, until after he rose from the grave. He came shining this light into the darkness, and the darkness didn't get it. Darkness did not comprehend it. Why didn't they get it? Why didn't they comprehend it? Well, the same reason why people don't want to get it today. A lot of it's voluntary. Because if you believe that there's a God all of a sudden, there has to be accountability, doesn't there? If I believe that there's a God, then all of a sudden I'm accountable to somebody for everything that I say, everything that I do, the way that I treat others. I'm accountable for that if I believe that there's a God. Right? So people would rather stay in their darkness, in their sin, and ignore the truth that there's a God and that there's a Savior. Look over at John chapter 3 with me. John chapter 3, we'll pick up in verse 16, very well-known passage where, where, where Jesus says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That's what we're reading about back in, in John chapter 1, light coming into the darkness, right? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Why did God send Jesus into the world? Not to bring condemnation, but why? To bring life, to bring salvation, to, to, to bring this incredible gift uh, unto mankind. Verse 18, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world. 
what happened. Yeah, men would rather have stayed in their dark little corners, oblivious to the truth, ignorant uh, of the truth, right? Well, look what it goes on to say for 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 uh, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. For everyone that doeth evil, what? Yeah, they hate the light. Why? Look what it goes on to say: neither cometh the light to the light, lest his deeds should be repro- reproved. You come into the light, your deeds are going to be made known. You're going to be reproved, right? Jesus is 100% the light of God came beaming this light into the world and the world didn't get it. The world didn't comprehend it. And I believe in a lot of cases, they didn't want to. They didn't want to because of their sins, because their deeds were evil and coming to the light meant accountability. Coming to the light meant that their deeds would be reproved. Back to John chapter 1. Jesus is God. He's eternal. He is life. He is light. He came into this world to, to, to bring light un, unto, to, unto this dark world. But the Bible says that the darkness did not comprehend it. They didn't get it. They didn't understand it. John now kind of switches gears a little bit. And he says in verse number 6, there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. Johns are wild in our study this morning. Um, This is John the Baptist that he's talking about here. He introduces him just as a man that was sent from God. How many of you know that God uses people? Amen? God uses people to influence people, to point people unto himself. Here, God is using a man to prepare the way for him. Why did John come? Why did, God, why did God send John? The Bible says in verse 7, the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Jump down to verse number 8 as well. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Why did God send John in, out into the world before Jesus? to bear witness of the light, right? To, to point people to Jesus. That, that, that is the very purpose for which John was upon this earth, was to point people to the Lamb of God. And that's exactly what he did. If you jump down to verse number 29, uh, the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Right? John was here on this earth for one purpose, that was to point to Jesus. For one purpose, that was to glorify the Lord. How many of you have heard or maybe even asked this question yourself? Why am I here? What is my purpose for being? You can go to the Christian bookstore and buy a hundred different books and, and find a hundred different reasons for, for which you are here. Some of them are good reads. Some of them make good fire-starting paper. They're not really good at all. But you want to boil it down into one simple truth. Why am I here? You're here to glorify God. You're here to point people to Jesus. You see, as a follower of Jesus Christ, that is exactly why I am on this planet. 
I'm not here to make much of me. I'm not the light, right? I'm not, I'm not the one that should be lifted up. It's Jesus that should be lifted up. Notice with me again, he was not that light, verse number 8, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Listen, God does not exist to glorify me. Amen? God does not exist to glorify me. I exist to glorify him. God does not exist to point people to me. I exist to point people to him. So often we get that mixed up. God, do this for me. Do this for me. Do this for me. I believe that God loves doing stuff for us. We're his children. I have four amazing children. I love doing as much as I can for them. But listen, God, that, that is not the only reason for which God exists. In, in fact, we exist to glorify him. Okay? We exist to glorify him. John understood that. He understood in verse 8 again, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. You can take those two verses, you can study those, and pray on those, and meditate on those for a long time. We're here for him. We're here to point to him. You see, we have this awesome Savior who is eternal, who is God incarnate in the flesh, who came and paid the highest price for our sins. He is light and he is life. And as his followers, as believers, we are here to bring him glory. We are here to point others to him. Just as John went out into the world to bear witness of the light, so are we to go out into the world and bear witness of the light, to tell others about this awesome Savior that we follow, that we love, and that we serve. All right? Jesus is God, number one. Number two, we are here to glorify Him. Let's pray together. Father, thank you uh, for this time together, this time in your word. Oh, thank you that you are faithful. You are Lord. God, help us, uh, Lord, just to, to live our lives as your witnesses. Lord, help us to uh, live our lives to, to bring you glory. Teach us what that means. And Lord, help us to do everything that we do to bring you glory. Bless as we have a time of, of invitation. Lord, I pray that you would move and work in hearts and lives. Lord, help us to respond as you have spoken to us. Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to attend our services, we are located at 44 Beebe Street in beautiful Lake Orion, Michigan. We meet on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and have Sunday school at 10 a.m., followed by worship service at 11. We look forward to meeting you.